Today, we are going to explore 10 key areas that may be holding your business back. This is definitely a podcast you do not want to miss. Come listen. Welcome to Life Reimagined with Wendy. I believe we were fortunate to grow up in a unique time in our culture that is helping shape our lives over the age of 45. We are redefining what our lives are like today and pushing the boundaries of what a 45-year-old, a 50-year-old, a 65-year-old, or years young and true adventurer really looks like. Many of us are newly blazing trails and carving out our own purpose-driven path forward. Yep, there have been many unexpected road twists that helped you get here today, but many times these turn out to be blessings. They help you more clearly define what you want. So join me for insights and interviews that show you can face these unexpected challenges and you can come out on the other side stronger and happier. You can make your best days ahead and you can reimagine your next. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another Behind Her Brand podcast. I am your host, Kimberly DeShill Spencer, and today we are going to talk about 10 key ways or key areas, I should say, that may be holding your business back. And if you followed me for any length of time, you know that I love to talk about areas that can be potentially holding your business back or holding your marketing or your branding or even your customer engagement back. Because oftentimes, and I know I have been there, I'm sure many of you guys have as well, where you're so busy doing, being, (laughs) creating, and just trying to get your business going, growing, managing so many different things that oftentimes when there's kinks in the system or if there's things that are not quite going the way that you want it to go, we don't stop and always look at where those kinks can be coming from. And so if you've ever been in that place, and I know that I have before, whenever you take a moment to kind of say, okay, let me see where the kinks are, it allows you to be able to create more effective systems, more effective flows, more effective ways of doing business. So I'm going to encourage you to definitely get a pen and paper out, write down some of these things. Some of them you may have heard of before, some of them maybe you haven't, or maybe it's time to revisit looking at them. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is narrowing your focus as for your client base. Here's the thing. As you are in business, whether you're a startup or whether you've been seasoned, obviously this question is going to be, or this area is going to be an area that will look different to both sides. When you're first starting out, you obviously have an audience you're targeting. And oftentimes I find people kind of target multiple different people. And when you're doing multiple type of marketing, multiple type of focuses, oftentimes that can lead to a lot of frustration and a lot of lost time in trying to build to try to attract everybody. Now, if you've also been around me long enough, you know that I do not believe that you should only have like one client avatar. Oftentimes you're going to have multiple different people that you do service. However, Even if you have multiple different people that you service, when you are really trying to build, scale, and grow, it's important to really master one audience first before trying to add 10 different audiences to your marketing. I'm a big believer in in mastering one area and then growing and then adding. So that way, as you're growing and you're mastering different areas, you're able to create a multi-level type of um, client base. But in doing that, you've already built effective systems when you focus first, okay? Same thing to be applied if you're seasoned, even looking at your client base now versus when you started. Oftentimes our client base change. 
You know, things that we used to really be into when we first started may not be exactly the same thing that you are now. So I have found often that people stay where they are when they first started years ago. Your client base changes, needs changes. And a lot of that is still is dealt with in our environment today. So I want to encourage you really be clear on who it is that you're focusing on. Who are the clients that you really need to focus on? That's number one. Number two, developing a core message that allows you to communicate and promise to solve the problems that your client base is experiencing today. Now, if you notice, I used the word promise. Here's the thing, and we'll go into this much, much later about a brand promise. But when people really connect to your message, they connect to the things that you are communicating, they're going to be drawn to your business, right? So go back and check your copy. Check what you're putting in your blogs. What are you putting on social media? What are you communicating in your writings, your emails, your newsletter? Look at what you're communicating and ask yourself, are you communicating and solving issues for your client base? Here's the thing, and I say this all the time. When you're creating content, think about the audience you're serving and then review what you're writing and ask yourself, am I answering all the objections and things that people typically say when they're trying to make a decision? For example, if you have an event and it's $300 to go, in this day and age, some people may say, oh my God, that's expensive. Oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I can afford it. Well, let me see what they're offering. Let me see what they're going to be doing. And as you're reviewing your information, is your content speaking to them to where it's counseling out every objection that they're saying so that when they get to it and they say, you know what, this is an investment that's worth it. This is an investment that really speaks to me. That's how you should write your content in a way that really speaks to your audience, but also speaks to the things that they typically say no to when it comes to working with you. I know that sounds backwards. I know that may sound kind of crazy, but it's the truth. It helps to be able to create the kind of content where they read it and they self-identify with what you're saying. And more importantly, it causes them to say, you know what? I, I, I do want to do this. You know what? This really inspires me. This really challenges me. That's what I need right now. Your conscious, your content should speak to your audience in that way. Number three, do you have a total online presence that meets people where they are today and that helps build trust and demonstrates your expertise? This is key. People Google everybody today, okay? They Google everything. So if they go to your different entry points of your business, are they going to see information that's going to help them build trust? Are they going to see information that helps really showcase your expertise? This is key. Let me say this. You may have people following you right now that have never liked, shared, commented, or engaged in any piece of content that you have done, but they watch you. They're learning from you. And what happens oftentimes is that trust is built. Then they reach out to you and say, hey, I've been following you for a couple of years. I would love to hire you for this or come to your event or whatever it might be, but they're watching. You never know who is watching your online presence. So take a minute and make sure across the board, is there anything outdated? Is there any information that doesn't speak to who you are anymore? Do you need to update your bio? Do you need to update your um, services page? Do you need to put some fresh testimonials out there? Like look at everything and see if it meets people where they are and it helps and does it help build trust? And also more importantly, demonstrate your expertise. We're going to talk later on another podcast about triggers and expertise is an area that 
if you're really able to master that, it answers and solves so many things in your business. Number four, do you have something in place that builds a steady flow of incoming leads? Okay. Um, Many people look at this as funnels. However you want to word that, it's up to you. But do you have enough things out there that is putting things in place where people can reach out to you, for example, for consultation? Do you have um, information out there for people to download content that leads them to inquire about your services? Look at how many different ways that you are building a steady flow of incoming leads and, and mechanisms, I should say, in place to help generate leads. This comes when you have consistency in your content, consistency in your posting, consistency in sharing expertise. This will help generate incoming leads. The fifth area, do you have a system on how to convert leads into actual clients and customers? Now, this to me can go a number of different ways, and I don't have the time on this one, but I will in another podcast to kind of really unpack this because oftentimes people have a lot of automated things in place. We are dealing with people. Okay. So in your lead system and your generation system, and when you're converting people, I will implore you to please make sure you have something in place where there's real conversations being had. People don't want to be sent a form letter to fill out. They don't want to always be sent all these very automated type of things. Today, companies that stand out are people that pick up the phone and say, hey, let me have a quick call with you. Let me engage with you in some type of personal way. You'll be able to convert more people when they feel like you really care about them as a person, which hopefully you do, right? So This area here we'll unpack a little bit more later, but having a system in place where you're getting a lot of really great leads, but more importantly, you're able to turn those leads into actual customers. That's going to be very important. The sixth area is how to use content as the voice of strategy along your client's journey. So here's the thing. Clients are with you for a number of different reasons, sometimes for an immediate situation, sometimes they want to stay with you for long term. Do you have a system in place where you're able to create content that allows them to grow with you? I have some people that started a business with me, but they have grown them and have done quite well. And they're still with me today. And so now our conversation is changing. Our strategy is changing. The content is changing because I'm going along their journey with them. Look at your content and make sure that you are hitting the different areas of your client's journey. So that way somebody may come in and they're maybe already seasoned. Maybe someone is on a weight loss journey. Some Someone is trying to do some new creative things um, in a consulting area, whatever it might be. Make sure your content gives them strategy. Because when they do that and they can get some good information from you and they can say, you know what, I love what they're saying, it allows them to plug more into your business, okay? The other areas is, do you have a system in place on retaining customers, okay? That is also key. And not just retaining them, cultivating a relationship with them when they are with you and more importantly, when they are no longer with you. Oftentimes, we miss that step. We stop building that relationship with them even when our time with them has been completed. It's important to have a system where you still maintain that relationship with them because it does allow you to continue momentum in your growth. Another area to look at is building those strategic partnerships and also generating referrals. I have some people that are amazing in my life that I've done a lot of work with. And they consistently send me referrals every single year. And so I make sure to always treat every person they sent um, with as much excellence as possible. I do that with all my customers, but I, I really try to hone in on, especially in the ones that um, are my 
strategic partners, I will say, because these people are very important to your business. You want to be able to receive from them, but you also want to give to them also referrals and support them and help them in any way that you can. Having that system in place is very key also in your business. Another key area is your metrics, understanding what works and what doesn't work. And if you don't have a plan or something in place, you're going to be guessing all the time. You do not want to be guessing what your metrics are. You don't want to be guessing what your um, success is. You don't want to be in a place of guessing whatsoever. So make sure that you have something in place that will allow you to always check in to see what's working and what's not working. And the last thing is obviously a marketing plan that you can work from. If you do not have a interchangeable, ever growing, um, successfully placed, <laughs> I can say all these really fun words, but if you do not have a marketing plan in place that really focuses um, on where you are today and where you want to go, that is going to be I would say one of your main points of focus, you need to have something in place, a strong marketing plan that you can work from, one that you can build off of, one that that you need to understand that it has to be constantly changing because marketing is sometimes a science of what works, what doesn't work. Okay, that worked for this. Okay, I understand that. It's a constant science of that, which is why I always tell people you can have a content calendar, you can have all these things in place, but don't stay so stuck to that, that you're just putting out content, but not really checking to see if it's working. If the marketing is causing people to reach out, to check in on you, to inquire, to engage, If it's not doing that, it's important to take a pause and look at what it is that you are doing. It goes back up to the second point that I mentioned to you about developing a core message. It also goes back to really making sure that you're using content to help someone along their journey. So these are the 10 areas that I'm going to encourage you to take a minute to Think about, think through, ask yourself those questions. If you have a team, use this as a really great base to have a great discussion with everyone and say, let's look at these 10 areas. How are we doing? Are we progressing? Are these areas of growth? Is this an area that we need to really hone in on? What are we doing really well in? And why are we doing well in that area? What do we need to focus on? And why is that an area of focus? So these are some of the things that I'm going to challenge you guys to look at um, and to consider as you're building your business. And more importantly, to make sure that you're running something that is scalable, profitable, um, that is also generating the type of results that you are desiring to generate. Okay, so that concludes our podcast for today. And I want to thank you all so much for joining us. And I'm hoping as always, that this information is helpful to you. Uh, We just went over 10 key areas that might be holding your business back. I hope that as you look through these areas, that you're finding things that you can grow from and strengthen. And more importantly, it may even cause you to, to look at how you can create some fresh new things in your business. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate your support. I especially appreciate how many of you guys are sharing this information with other people. Um, it means so much to me. It really does. So thank you. And I invite you to learn more about us at www.behindherbrand.net. And I look forward to speaking with each of you guys on our next podcast again. And I hope you have an amazing day.